Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms He took her hand in silence and, after pressure that was almost imperceptibly returned, let it go again. And they walked on together. But there was very little more said between them that evening. This had happened one afternoon towards the middle of September, and two days later their delightful companionship came suddenly to an end, and the bond that existed between them was severed in a moment without warning, as a nerve thrilling with pleasure might be cut by an unexpected blow with a knife. On the 16th of September the Orion returned from Australia. She touched the earth shortly after midday, and before sunset the Azrael, the vessel in which Michael Robroff had gone to America, also returned, but without her commander. Her lieutenant, however, brought a dispatch from him, which he delivered at once to Natas, who immediately on reading it sent for Tremaine. It evidently contained matters of great importance, for they remained alone together, discussing it for over an hour. At the end of that time Tremaine left the master's house, and went to look for Arnold. He found him just helping Natasha out of a skiff at a little landing-stage that had been built out into the lake for boating purposes. As soon as greetings had been exchanged, he said, "'Natasha, I have just left your father. He asked me if I saw you to tell you that he wishes to speak to you at once.' "'Certainly,' said Natasha. "'I hope you have not brought bad news home from your travels. You are looking very serious about something.' And without waiting for an answer she was gone to obey her father's summons. As soon as she was out of earshot, Tremaine put his arm through Arnold's, and, drawing him away towards a secluded portion of the shore of the lake, said, "'Arnold, old man, I have some very serious news for you. You must prepare yourself for the severest strain that I believe could be put on your loyalty and your honour. "'What is it? For heaven's sake, don't tell me that it has to do with Natasha!' exclaimed Arnold, stopping short and facing round, white to the lips, with the sudden fear that possessed him. "'You know—' "'Yes, I know everything,' replied Tremaine, speaking almost as gently as a woman would have done. "'And I am sorry to say that it has to do with her. I know what your hopes have been with regard to her, and no man on earth could have wished to see those hopes fulfilled more earnestly than I have done. But—' "'What do you mean, Tremaine? Speak out, and let me know the worst. If you tell me that I am to give her up, I tell you that I am—' "'That I am an English gentleman, and that I will break my heart rather than my oath—' "'That is what you will tell me when I tell you that you must not only give up your hopes of winning Natasha, but that it is the master's orders that you shall have the ethereal ready to sail at midnight to take her to America to Michael Robiroff, who has written to Natas to ask her for his wife.' Arnold heard him out in dazed, stupefied silence. It seemed too monstrous, too horrible to be true. 
The sudden blow had stunned him. He tried to speak, but the words would not come. Tremaine, still standing with his arm through his, felt his whole body trembling as though stricken with some sudden palsy. He led him on again, saying in a sterner tone than before, "'Come, come, play the man, and remember that the work nearest to your hand is war, and not love. Remember the tremendous issues that are gathering to their fulfilment, and the part that you have to play in working them out. This is not a question of the happiness of the hopes of one man or woman, but of millions, of the whole human race. You and you alone hold in your hands the power to make the defeat of the League certain.' "'And I will use it. Have no fear of that.' replied Arnold, stopping again, and passing his hand over his eyes like a man waking from an evil dream. "'What I have sworn to do, I will do. I am not going back from my oath. I will obey to the end, for she will do the same. And what would she think of me if I failed? Leave me alone for a bit now, old man. I must fight this thing out with myself. But the ethereal shall be ready to start at twelve. Tremaine saw that he was himself again, and that it was better that he should do as he said, so with a word of farewell he turned away and left him alone with his thoughts. Halfway back to the settlement he met Natasha coming down towards the lake. She was deadly pale, but she walked with a firm step and carried her head as proudly erect as ever. As they met she stopped him and said, "'Where is he?' Tremaine's first thought was to try and persuade her to go back and leave Arnold to himself but a look at Natasha's white, set face and burning eyes warned him that she was not in a mood to take advice, and so he told her, and without another word she went on swiftly down the path that led to the lake. The brief twilight of the tropics had passed before he reached the grove of palms on the western shore of the lake, towards which he had bent his steps when he left Tremaine. He walked with loose, aimless strides, now quickly and now slowly, and now stopping to watch the brightening moon shining upon the water. He caught himself thinking what a lovely night it would be to take Natasha for a row, and then his mind sprang back with a jerk to the remembrance of the horrible journey that he was to begin at midnight, to take Natasha to another man, and leave her with him as his wife. No, it could not be true. It was impossible that he should have fought and triumphed as he had done, and all for this, to give up the one woman he had ever loved in all his life, the woman he had snatched from slavery and degradation, when not another man on earth could have done it. What had this Roboroff done, that she should be given to him for the mere asking? Why had he not come in a person, like a man, to woo and win her if he could, and then he would have stood aside and bowed to her choice? But this curt order to take her away to him, as though she were some piece of merchandise! No, if such things were possible, better that he had never— "'Richard!' He felt a light touch on his arm, and turned round sharply. Natasha was standing beside him. He had been so engrossed by his dark thoughts that he had not heard her light step on the soft sward, and now he seemed to see her white face and great shining eyes looking up at him in the moonlight, as though there was some mist floating between him and her. Suddenly the mist seemed to vanish. He saw tears under the long dark lashes, and the sweet red lips parted in a faint smile. Lose her he might to-morrow. But for this one moment she was his and no other man's. Let those who would say nay. That instant she was clasped, helpless and unresisting, in his arms, and her lips were giving his back kiss for kiss. Wreck and chaos might come now for all he cared. She loved him, and had given herself to him, if only for that one moonlit hour. 
After that he could plunge into the battle again, and slay and spare not. Yes, and he would slay without mercy. He would hurl his lightnings from the skies, and where they struck there should be death. If not love and life, then hate and death. It was not his choice. Let those who had chosen see to that. But for the present love and life were his. Why should he not live? Then the mad, sweet delirium passed, and saner thoughts came. He released her suddenly, almost brusquely, and said with a harsh ring in his voice, "'Why did you come? Have you forgotten what so nearly happened the day before yesterday?' "'No, I have not forgotten it. I have remembered it. And that is why I came to tell you what you know now.' Her face was rosy enough now, and she looked him straight in the eyes as she spoke, proud to confess the mastery that he had won. "'Now listen,' she went on, speaking in a low, quick, passionate tone. "'The will of the Master must be done. There is no appeal from that, either for you or me. He can dispose of me as he chooses, and I shall obey, as I warned you I should, when you first told me that you would win me if you could. Well, you have won me, so far as I can be won. I love you, and I have come to tell you, so before the shadow falls between us, and I have come to tell you that what you have won shall belong to no one else.' I will obey my father to the letter, but the spirit is my affair. Now kiss me again, dear, and say good-bye. We have had our glimpse of heaven, and this is not the only life." For one more brief moment she surrendered herself to him again. Their lips met and parted, and in an instant she had slipped out of his arms and was gone, leaving him dazed with her beauty and her winsomeness. End of chapter 35。Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.